Hey guys, Tucker here, co-host of the Portland Real Estate Podcast. Before we get into this week's show, I wanted to let you know that we're currently looking for more projects. So for any of you guys that listen to the show that may be an agent or otherwise that have a property that you're looking to sell, we'd love to hear from you. Obviously, we're looking to purchase properties that are maybe not best suited for the retail market or maybe they need to be redeveloped. So we do renovations and we do new construction so we could buy an existing home that maybe it smells like cigarette smoke, maybe it hasn't been updated in decades, maybe it's got some fun functional issues, some problems like that, or maybe it's just in an area that is best suited to take the house down, partition the lot, maybe build a couple new homes, or just build one new home in its place, and anything in between. So if you guys out there in Listenerland have anything that would be best suited selling to a development company like ours, we'd love to hear from you. You can go to our website, which is ttmdevelopmentcompany.com, and when you go there, there's a contact us tab. Click on that, and you can send us a message, and we'll get back to you shortly thereafter. We'd love to hear from any of you guys out there that have a property like this, and hopefully we we can do a deal together. This is the Portland Real Estate Podcast, your number one place for anything you need to know about the Portland real estate market, along with in-depth interviews from our local real estate industry experts. Now, without further ado, here are our hosts, Tucker Merrihue from TTM Development Company and Steve Nassar from Premier Property Group. Welcome back, everybody out there in listener land. This is episode 77 of the Portland Real Estate Podcast. We're back. I know it's been a little while, but from what I heard, Steve, my co-host, of course, you guys had quite the holiday bash this past weekend for the uh, PPG holiday party. So that in itself is like planning of building a city to throw something like that. So anyway, welcome back. But I heard it was a great party. Yeah, thanks. Great to be back on the show. Yeah, we've got some talented and hardworking people, many of them within our company that know how to put on good events. And they definitely did not disappoint anyone here this last weekend. So I heard that you had late night pizza ordering in your room. That was the that was the word on the street. <laughs> I know who your source is, by the way. I'm not going to rat out my source, but I I, I... I know exactly who your source is. I know exactly who your source is. You have a family member that works for PPG. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. She's uh, one of my favorite agents. She's, she's awesome. She comes to a lot of stuff, and we're thrilled to have her. I didn't always know that. It was somewhere, I, I don't know how long she had been here before. One one day she comes up to me, she's like, did you know I'm Tucker's mother-in-law? <laughs> I'm like, no way. So yeah, she's well. That's that's part of our year in review because I think <clears throat> that happened this year. So there we it go. did, yeah, yep, cool. So how are things with you guys? We're good. We're moving along. We're actually breaking ground today on a new two lot project in Lake Oswego off of Upper Drive. So that's something that we've been chipping away at for a long time so that we can legally start building. But they're actually, for those tree lovers out there, they probably hate me today, but the finished product will be beautiful. So just bear with us. But we're actually starting construction today. We're doing some clearing and uh, we're putting in the access road and all that fun stuff. So excited to see that taken off. And we're finishing up a big duplex project in Milwaukee. It'll be on the market shortly. So anybody that wants about four grand a month in cash flow on a turnkey fully renovated duplex, hit us up. So How come you're not keeping that one? I thought you wanted to diversify a little bit into that arena. I, I do, but there's this thing called building your own house that gets a little expensive sometimes. And so, you know, taking one for the team on this one, selling it yeah. for the 
risk of uh, of building something else. So yes, we are diversifying, but you know how it goes. You're not able to do a refi and and almost get a bunch of that back, and maybe by the time you take out profits, maybe you look pretty good into it. Yeah, it would. It's just one of those situations where I think it's best to just cut bait, and so yeah. not cut bait, but take our winnings and uh, pass a great property onto the market. And, um, yeah. you know, we don't we don't have a problem finding great deals for ourselves. So, you know, for us, it's, it's kind of on to the next and uh, it just fits with what we're trying to accomplish right now, which requires a lot of cash. So that's where we're at. Yeah. You have it. Have you built a lot of multifamily? A little bit, not a lot, but, you know, the it's a pretty simple process. Once you start building, <laughs> getting there is the challenging part. But uh, we're looking at one right now in Lake Oswego where I'm actually meeting with the city next, actually this week on Thursday to go through, it would be a multifamily project in Lake Oswego here. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. It won't be overly huge because Lake Oswego has a little bit of social engineering in the fact that they don't particularly love multifamily in terms of actual apartment buildings. They have a green space requirement for the lot size that's pretty absurd. So it basically makes it a little bit preventative to do so. But mm-hmm. we're going to see if we can we can make it happen on this particular piece of property. But yeah, we've done a little bit. We're going to look to do a lot more as we head into this next year. But, uh, you know, it takes a very specific piece of dirt that you can do it on as well. You know, it's not like building a single family home where you can just kind of find a lot in an area and be like, I'm going to build a house on there. You know, the, the zoning has to allow for it. And that's a big thing. And then obviously you need to balance that with everything else. So it's kind of like finding a needle in a haystack these days to be able to find good multifamily dirt that you can build on. But that's what we're good at. Mm-hmm. Cool. So how about you? What's uh, what's shaking in the world of PPG and Steve Nassar? You know, we're kind of winding down the year. We had a couple record back-to-back months. I think I kind of mentioned that on here in previous shows. We uh, ended up, you know, had a, had like an eight, nine million dollar month in October, November each each month. I think October was eight million. November was about nine million. And then now, late last week, we've started feeling the slowdown a little bit. You have those moments where you're sitting around and you're like, I think I'm caught up, which is kind of insane. And that's what's interesting. And it kind of works out nicely on the personal business that's happening. We are interviewing with a lot of agents who are looking. This is kind of peak season for people looking to make a move, start the new year at a different company. They like that they're, you know, because it's a slower time of year, it's a good time to transition. So I have had quite a few interviews recently. I don't, my main role here is definitely not recruiting and interviewing with people, but I do get agents that reach out to me or sometimes second interviews, they'll have met with somebody and they have some questions about marketing and some of the other stuff. So I truly enjoy that part of the business. I I do like sitting with agents and, and showing them what we have going on and what we offer and and getting their feedback and understanding and learning from them, you know, about what things excite them and what what don't and maneuvering the company in that direction and accordingly. But, you know, we you and I talked about, you know, kind of this show, it's kind of like our last hurrah of the year and maybe just do a little summary of some good things that have happened. My personal book of business, it's a record year. It's my best year yet. We're going to end up about 65 million. As far as PPG, I mean, we've added about three, four hundred agents this year. I think we started the year, you know, around seven hundred, and we're around that thousand mark, maybe just a little over. So it's been it's been a phenomenal year in that regards. 
had some great media coverage this year. You know, as I as I sit back and think about the year as it rolled out, I mean, we had a rough start to the year. If you remember all the weather events we had, but you know, there was a realtor magazine article that spotlighted the company and myself as the VP of sales and marketing. We opened multiple offices. We opened a Bend office, a Salem office. We double, you know, expanded our Lake Oswego office and our Clackamas office. We opened the Lloyd district office. Just a huge year for infrastructure and expanding our footprint in a big way. Just out of curiosity, um, what um, are you guys looking to continue to expand next year? You're going to grow into the big footprints that you guys made this year. I, we're going to do the latter. We're going to okay. do the latter. We're going to, unless something crazy changes and catches us off guard in, in an opportunity or, or something, I think we're purposefully planning to not open any more offices next year. The one office that if it, if there was one to happen that I would bet could be the one is East Vancouver Camas. Here in the metro area, we've got a really good footprint, but that's the one little gap we've got. You know, we've got a downtown Vancouver office, but nothing on the east side of Vancouver. And as you know, that area as well as I do, I mean, that's a pretty big expanse from one area to the other. And Camas is such a good market, too. I mean, there's such a it's just a good price point. And it's a good place to be. So if we were to do one, that might be the one. But even that, I think, is off the table. We we have expanded our footprint. We feel really good about where we were located and how how our offices, the capacity we have. And so I think our big, big pushes for 2018 will be really, I think, Bend and Salem, those two especially. And Salem's going to be a big thing here in the coming couple months. We have our grand opening for our office on January 9th. It's on a Tuesday from 11 to 3, I think. Yeah, we got a great office down there. It's ground floor, which is something big for us. We, we really like to have those ground floor, easy in, out locations. It's right by Willamette University. For Salem, it's a really quality building. It's a nice Class A office space, good curb appeal, good good visibility off a couple main thoroughfares, really really close to the Ram restaurant and brewery, <laughs> which was nice for me. I, I like that place down there. How do you guys stack up as far as agent count versus some of the other big brokerages? Because I know there was a disassembling of a couple as we headed towards the end of this year. Are you guys number one in the state at this point or close to it? Where, where are you on that list? I'm just curious. We're not, we are number one. Here's a couple things to keep in mind. So there's, if you look at it from a brand perspective, right? Say a, a Remax or KW, there are more Remax or KW agents in the state, but they don't all report to the same ownership. So they're technically different brokerages. Like, you know, if there's a Remax down in Eugene, and then there's a Remax in Portland, and, and I'm honestly, I, I can't say definitively if they are together or not, but if they're different owners, you count them separately, even though they're part of the same franchise. So under one ownership, we are the largest. There is no other brokerage that has more than a thousand agents all under one umbrella. But there are franchises you know, with that share a same logo that have higher counts. I believe so. I would assume so at this point, but not by like a huge margin, I wouldn't think, being that we, we, we're getting up there with our count. It's been pretty exciting because we've been picking up a lot of quality agents, especially in the last few months. There was one company that shut down recently. I, I won't say the name per se, but we got a lot of their top agents. 
And just in general, it feels like the quality and velocity of agents that are joining PPG has really picked up in a good way. I mean, I'm kind of asking these questions because we're doing a year in review. It's It's been cool for me to kind of see your guys' growth because when we started doing this show, obviously you were newer to PPG and, you know, it wasn't nearly the beast that it is today, but it, it's been cool to see the growth. And obviously you guys were in massive expansion mode over the course of the past year. And then now, you know, looking forward to 2018, you're kind of in, you know, let's let's fill it out and kind of retain the best talent that we can kind of thing. You know, it'll be, it'll be cool to see what happens in 2018. But you guys definitely had a big growth year in, in 2017, that's for sure. Yeah, and where I get super excited, Tucker, is we're not resting on our laurels. I mean, me and all of my partners here, you know, Kelly Uck especially, we're big believers in continuous improvement. You know, take what you have today and make it better tomorrow. And then what, whatever you have tomorrow, make it even better the next day. And so as we look around at the company and the offerings and the value we add our people and the education and the marketing and training and the technology and the office spaces and, you know, all those things, the reviewing broker team, all those key things that are just so important from an agent's perspective as great as it looks today, I'm excited too because I think a year from now when we're when we're sitting here talking about 2018, we're just going to have added even more to it and it will be, you know, it's, we think we've got a pretty compelling message today when we, we, we meet with a new agent, but imagine, you know, how much more compelling it would be in a year after we've just, we know the, the projects that we have in the pipeline and, and the, the, the new additions we're going to be adding to our marketing and it's going to be good stuff. So it's a fun journey and it's one that I'm fortunate to be a part of and excited to continue down the road with. So yeah, it's been a good year. Absolutely. You know, it's been a kind of, a, you know, the market in general has kind of had a couple little slow down, speed up, slow down, speed up. I mean, if you, when you think back on the year, it started at a, such a, a crawl because of the weather. And then the weather cleared up and it just there was this mass you know demand you know pent up demand that flooded the market and everybody got really really busy and that carried on into the summer and then we just had this slowdown in the summer where i think us it wasn't you it was, it was I, I was talking to agents and they were just kind of scratching their head and they're like man is this where is this where the market kind of takes a whole different direction and I think we had lots of conversations on this show about that. And I had a lot of conversations offline with different people. But then somewhere along the way, Tucker, it kind of got a little heated again in the fall, October, November. It's not just us. I mean, we've talked to a lot of other agents. They're like, yeah, something picked up. Something picked up again. So I might be officially done trying to predict what the heck this market's doing. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that was going to be kind of the next thing we talked about here. It's been kind of back and forth. I feel like we're like the the market is like that driver that drives with two feet, right? Gas brake, gas brake. Yeah. Like they don't yeah. just coast. And it was getting slow as we headed into September, right? Beginning October, we were like, huh. And then I think they hit the gas again heading into the end of October, November, and then, of course, now we're in December, which, you know, is always a bit slower. It's just the nature of the beast. So, you know, but then we got the mar most recent market action report came out this past week here and inventory dropped <laughs> to 1.9 yeah. months. So, yeah. you know, we're going to head into the beginning of next year with very likely some, you know, two or below inventory levels, which 
basically it's not crazy like the beginning of uh you know december's numbers last year were 1.3 which was bananas but let's just say it holds at 1.9 or even goes up a touch to 2.0 that's still crazy low inventory so yeah i'm you know who knows what's gonna happen i will say that they finalized all the tax cut stuff and we talked about this a lot in the last show and real estate ended up not being as big of a loser as we had previously thought it might be some kind of last second you know, backroom dealings, I would imagine, made some changes or non-changes to the tax code, which I think will help us. You know, the biggest ones here, I just wanted to run through real quick because I think it will affect the markets just a matter of how much. The new maximum mortgage interest deduction caps you at $750,000 loan for new loans. So the, I think the uh, House version was 500000 the Senate version was a million, and they met in the middle. And so seven fifty dollars is the new, you know, line in the sand. Currently, That's it's at a million. That's good for Oregon, too. That's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's not terrible. You know, if they cut it in half, I would say that's a pretty big impact in terms yeah. of people thinking about that. And, you know, there, there's a lot of people that get mortgages above 500000 these days, more than you would think, especially for new construction. But yeah. 750s, uh, I don't think it will have too dramatic of an effect on, on the real estate market I, here. I agree. It's funny. It's only 250000 different. But in our market, that takes it from... I mean, really, our average price point is 400, right? And so that takes it from like, hey, just a little bit over average price point. I know that's loan, not not price, but still. So now, now it's well over average price point. And remember, price points, if this tax plan is around for 10, 20 years, which is quite a possibility, price, home prices are going to keep going up. So we've got room to grow into it as well. So that is a good change in that regard from the 500,000. For sure. And I would say the the biggest positive that was a last second heroic by somebody to get this was uh, in both the House and the Senate version, they were going to remove the ability to have the primary residence exclusion after living in the home for just two years of the last five. They were going to change it to five years of the last eight that you need to live in a home and uh, apply some income limits to it before they start phasing out your ability to take any of that money tax free. Well, that all got shelved. And so it's basically they left that alone, which is I read that this morning and it kind of had me scratching my head because literally it wasn't like the House and Senate version with the the mortgage interest deduction where they met in the middle. It was literally both versions had it, you know, basically uh, as the big loser. And then all of a sudden it comes out unchanged. So I don't know what happened there, but I'm happy. Saves me a lot of money moving into next year. But I think more importantly, uh, it helps with inventory numbers because I there were a lot of people that I was talking to that, you know, they were like, well, maybe I just won't sell because, you know, I haven't been there five years. I don't really necessarily want to pay any taxes on it. I can stand to live here. So I think that ultimately helps some of these kind of move up buyers or sideways move buyers or just allows a little more inventory on the market for people to be able to pick from, but also just gives people the ability to, to sell without being taxed uh, if they haven't lived in a property for five years or if they have and they make a fair bit of money. So that I think is the biggest winner in my opinion. I'm glad they left it alone. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely huge. I thought that was just a bad thing to throw in, but I'm happy that they, they decided against it. And then the last thing that we'll see how this affects, I think this could be probably the biggest effect on a real estate market. You know, I don't know how big that effect will be. We'll have to see, but they cap our ability to deduct our state taxes from our federal income at $10,000. And so they allow it to be property taxes, income taxes. And of course, states with sales taxes, it could be sales tax. We don't have sales tax. So basically income tax and property tax. So for those of us that own, you know, high property tax properties, 
might start factoring in in the buyer's mind that we don't get full deduction, at least on a federal level, of the property taxes against our income. And for those that maybe don't live in a $10,000 a year property tax property, but they do pay income tax, you know, they're going to be capped also. So, you know, the, I was I was listening to a lot of people talk about this, and it, it's kind of a little bit political because they're trying to punish what is generally more democratic states have higher state income taxes. And so I don't particularly agree with it, but it's the reality of the world we live in. So be it. But that'll be, I think the biggest kind of, we'll see how it affects things. And I think it'll affect the market in a very segmented type of way, probably the higher end in those properties with higher property taxes the most. But I don't know. What do you think about that? You know, all in all, I think we, we have to be pretty thrilled if that's really where the dust is settling on all three of those taken together, gosh, those are some big improvements from some of the stuff that was that we talked about on a previous show and that was early on lobbed out there. They got to find the money somehow. They can't just lower business taxes and not recoup it somewhere. So if that's how they've opted to recoup it, it could have been a lot, lot worse. I would say in our state, like I said about the 750, 10,000 for taxes is pretty, that's going to cover the vast majority. That's going to, you know. Yeah, for sure. But my point was there'll be a segmented portion of the population and of the properties for sale that I think this affects dramatically more than others. Yeah. And so it'll be interesting to see how much it affects that segment, you know. But yeah, for the vast majority of people, it it won't matter two shits. Yeah. (laughs) It really won't. So, you know, we were concerned that there could just be a, a freeze up in the in the in the markets you know a, a, a pretty dramatic cooling if all of a sudden everyone's looking around going hey it makes no sense for me to move that may happen to a few people but it's not going to be the masses it's not going to be the masses it's it's probably you know the five percent ten percent or less of the market and that's hardly a freeze up so those are some some good changes for sure. Now, where is that in the process? I know they're trying to they're trying to get this thing done fast because they've lost some of their their <laughs> they've lost some of the Republican votes next year. Yeah, um, I think they they're trying to get it done year. before Christmas here, so we'll see. But this was the final final version that was put out, you know, over the weekend, and so given it gets signed into law, this is the version that they're going with. You know, of course, things could change, and they may not. Yeah. Do that, you know, if you're listening in a month from now. But that's the final version, which, like you mentioned, and I've agreed with you on it, it's dramatically better for real estate than what we originally thought, which, you know, had me a little bit worried, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. I know the stock market opened up really high today because there is a lot of momentum with that. And they, the word on the street is that it is tax plan is going to get through. So I guess the real question is, though, did you go buy uh, Bitcoin with all your real estate commissions? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I cannot wrap my head around that thing. And and do you know much about it? I mean, I've been following it more just for entertainment factor. There's yeah. a lot of overnight geniuses, I, I've noticed, yeah. at least online. And uh, yeah, sure, if I had bought $10,000 of it back in 2010 or whenever it you know, was worth nothing, I'd probably be sitting pretty right now. But um, at this point, I'm just uh, you know an armchair quarterback just sitting there you know, kind of soaking it all in. So. Yeah, I mean, it's just the idea of those currencies, not without understanding all the back end and the manipulation of it or and the security of it. It's just to see it just skyrocketing like that. Just I've dabbled a little bit in the news. And I mean, you know, there's a lot of bubble talk. Heck, the Fed, the Fed chairman came out and said it's a bubble. So 
Yeah, that stuff scares me. <laughs> did no, you see I... the uh, Did you see the headline today? Not to date the show, but there was some dude that uh, was selling Chuck E. Cheese tokens as Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> he got busted for that. But anyway, yeah. So the point is, is that anywhere there's this much frenzy, there's opportunity for fraud and bubble and everything. So, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. It'll be interesting to listen back in a year from now seeing what happens between now and then with uh, Bitcoin and all that cryptocurrency. But anyway, I think that that's definitely played into the market. It's played into, you know, overall consumer confidence. And and maybe that played into a little bit of, you know, why the market picked up again. You know, overall, people just feel, you know, better off, at least if they invested in that or they're in the stock market. You know what else is cool, Tucker, is we seem so far to be having a milder winter. And I'm I'm all about that. I'm very okay with that. You know, down to the fact that the mountains are kind of like begging for snow and and not getting you know not getting what they need to to do their thing and get make skiers and snowboarders happy. But gosh, I, after last year, if if we don't get a single drop of snow here on the valley floor, I think I'm okay with it. <laughs> you know, I was watching the news this morning though, and we we uh, it's supposed to get really cold over Christmas next week. Yeah, so we'll we're not out of we'll the woods see. for sure, but but at least we're further than we were last year in in. For it to be as bad as last year, it would really have to come at us hard and fast. I don't see that coming, but but who knows? Who and knows? hey, we got we got two weeks of sunshine in December. I know. I to know. To me, is like a huge huge <laughs> win. So, yeah, yeah. yeah it was it was pretty crazy how how nice it was there for a while. I mean, it wasn't you weren't in tank tops for sure, but I mean, it, it looked pretty out the windows of your car as you're driving around. Yeah. So move move forward. First part of next year. I'm going to put you on the spot. What do you think? Much much of the same in terms of market? I don't see inventory going up too much. I don't see demand going down too much. I'm kind of yeah. predicting a little bit of the same moving forward, at least through I Q1. Do. I do. I mean, one thing that's in the data that's coming out, Tucker, is the appreciation is coming down. Year over year was 8.7% from comparing the um, Portland metro area. You, you remember when these were double digits, and then you remember when they kind of went into the 9%, and it is leveling off. It is flattening out. Which I think is good, by the it's way. It's very good. I like this market. My yeah. my buyer's agents are pretty happy. They're getting a lot of, you know, buyers seem to be motivated, and they want to they wanna get out there and, and buy homes. And there's some competition on some homes, but it's there's a lot that there isn't. Sellers aren't beating you up as bad as they were a couple years ago, and and then on the flip side, when we list a house, if you do everything right and you price it well and you market it well and, and they sell, they don't sell necessarily the first weekend on the market like they used to, but they, you know, a few weeks in, you've got it in contract. So it feels like a pretty normal market almost, which I think is a great market. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. It's very predictable. And, uh, you know, it's good on both buying and selling side. So yeah, I think that's probably where common. we'll land for at least Q1 of next year, and at least that's what we're planning on. So hopefully I'm right. Yeah, it'll be, I think, interest rates are always the wild card that are out there, and it'll be interesting to see if, if inflation kicks in and interest rates rise, mortgage interest rates, that is. Obviously, the Fed's trying to raise interest rates, the uh, the Fed funds rate. So, yeah, there's a little room for them to go up and has been for a while. For sure. So before we get out of here for our final episode of the year, we had a lot of great guests over the course of the past year. What are what are a couple of your favorites or a few of your favorites? I know you don't want to 
not include anybody, but uh, no, no, no. I'll I'll kind of run through. I, I played around on our website, podcast website, and just was it was a little blast from the past. I had to actually look just to to kind of remind myself who we had. But we started out the year with Jeff Wyron. There was some huge forms changes, some that we're still you know getting used to. Jeff did an awesome job of being on the forms committee, bringing us up to speed on all the different um, real estate or forms that were changing. We had Richard Mario on after that. He We did a segment on elder abuse. He kind of gave us some case studies on some of the stuff that's going on out there. And it's a, it's something I've heard of since then a few times. So that was a great show for our listeners. We did the 1031 Exchange, Toya Butler. That she was did a great awesome show. job. That yeah, was a great and show, yeah. It was pretty cool. You know, several months later, we're interviewing Nat Borchers, and he's telling us that's who he's now using for 1031 Exchange as a, as a result of that show. I thought one of our best shows of the year from guest relevance and just to kind of prove that, you know, we can get the great guests and, you know, that this this show has some star power was the Zillow show. And remember that that big program came out with instant offers and man, it was the rage and everybody was talking about Zillow like they were the devil and we uh, reached out to a gal out of Florida who was a pilot program in that in that instant offer program. And then we reached out to Zillow and got their main realtor liaison. And we got them both on the show within a week or so and had a great interview with them. And I really, really enjoyed that show. Obviously street of dreams came along. I liked Nat Borcher's show. That was cool. That guy's really on his a game with what he's doing. I'm, I'm sure he's been inspirational for you with some of your ambitions. Yeah. It's always cool to see a super high end athlete that transitions to be doing other things at a high level too, you know? So that's, it, it's a great story and that's just a great guy. Yeah. That doesn't always happen. Does it? <laughs> no, not, not always. No, <laughs> no, that, that is so, so true. A lot of times they peak early and, and, and unfortunately a lot of times in the sports world that they've, you hear the stories where they've lost all their money by the time they're, you know, they're still young, young, relatively young, in their 50s or 40s when they're broke and trying to figure it out. So when somebody can take, you know, the the large sums of money that they're able to make, but they have such a short window on that they can make, when they're able to take that and start doing other good things that are going to, you know, carry them hopefully for the rest of their lives and into retirement, that's that is really really exciting. And then of course, last but not least, I mean, I'm kind of, you know, rattling off some of our one-time guests. We always have our regular Joe Fistolo with our best of masters and as I was going through the year looking at some of the shows we did, I mean, there was easily a 7 8 of those mixed in there and those are always fun and they're a great time to catch up with Joe. He he brings such a fun yet valuable element to the show and his wisdom peppered in with his analogies and humor. So that was always a good addition. What well, about you? What did you like from the show in the year? Well, Joe's just a good guy. So there's nothing more you can really say about Joe. He's, he's a good guy. He's a great guest and he's always been a great contributor to the show here. You know, it was interesting to have my friend from uh, back in the day, Mr. Adam Stites on talking about his essentially his marijuana business that was interesting to hear kind of just kind of the challenges of that and which direction it's going i think i agree with you you know the zillow instant offer thing that was kind of like the there was so much venom at that point towards zillow and lo and behold all the agents are still in the business and nobody had any food taken off their plate and i think things worked out just as you know zillow said they were going to but there was a lot of agents out there convinced that zillow was trying to somehow you know trick them out of all their clientele or whatever and Obviously, to this point, that hasn't happened. So 
who knows? Maybe they were telling the truth, right? You know, I think the uh, 1031 exchange episode with Toya was, that was a great episode just for me too. you know, learning. She's got a, an immense amount of knowledge on the subject. Obviously, she loves her work, as we could tell from talking to her. And uh, it's always just a great, great to get a guest on that you can tell is incredibly passionate about what they do. And then, of course, uh, getting Nat on, as you mentioned, was great to hear him and, and how he's kind of parlayed his real estate investing adventure into the uh, Salem area now that he's a permanent resident here in town. So really cool guests. I know uh, we've talked offline and we're, um, you know, we're recharging the batteries here and we're kind of wrapping up the year end with our own businesses. But we're going to be back uh, next year with a bunch more really great guests for everybody. But, you know, we want to kind of get this bookend show in and just kind of review what we've done over the last year, which has been a lot. Yeah, no, it absolutely has. Yeah, I agree. You and I, after the new year comes and goes, let's plan on getting together. And I've got a couple ideas of some guests and some topics that I think our listeners are really going to enjoy. So for sure. And of course, we're in the real estate trenches every day anyway. So we'll give our two cents on what's going on with the market as we always do. But any big plans for the remainder of the year? Is uh, Are you going to give the Nassar team the rest of the year off? Or, uh, is... <laughs> no, you know, actually, I've got some worker bees on my team. Last year, one of my gals, one of my buyer's agents, Sydney Taggart, she was writing an offer on Christmas Eve. I mean, they do what it takes. And you don't always get to plan the day that somebody falls in love with the house. But that said, no, the entire team is not taking the rest of the year off. But there are various people on the team who have asked for some time, and, and we're working around that. I will be heading over to Bend right after Christmas, and I'll be over there through the new year just working on some some stuff there and, and possibly going up to Mount Bachelor. But I'm hearing there's just not a lot of snow yet, so we'll see. We'll see. Well, I'm sure you'll fill your schedule with something over there. There's always something to do in Ben, that's for sure. Yeah. I also want to tell our listeners, if you or someone you know, for that matter, feel like you could bring value to our listeners. Well, obviously, there are times where that can mean, you know, you have a service or product. It can't just be about getting, you know, business for you or that person. But if there's an angle that you have or you think you could bring true value to our listeners please reach out to Tucker or myself or, you know, on the website, there's a contact form. Some of our guests have come that way. And, you know, there, there were times that we didn't even think about it. We we're, you know, we were just, you know, running around like we run around and, and busy. And somebody reached out and goes, I know one of them was Luxury Home Magazine. I remember he reached out, Emil reached out and said, hey, guys, I'd love to be a guest on your podcast. And an aha moment was like, hey, of course, that's a big thing here in Portland real estate. And, you are such a big part of the high-end market, you, and he brought such a great perspective on that. So there are other, I'm sure of it, that there's something else that we haven't thought about, and don't make us think of it. Reach out to us and let us know. And don't reach out to us if you just want to slang more insurance and you're trying to stop. That's happened to. So let's. Yeah, just, we've had those ones too. I'm sure they're great guys, but let's give before we take, huh, people? Yeah. Let's, do that so yep but yeah I'll, I'll definitely second that uh we're open to hearing from you guys and you know both steve and myself if you've got uh you know you're in the trenches you're in part of the business you've got something you know a value that you know people would like to hear about we'd love to hear from you and uh we can kind of continue the conversation offline about uh maybe getting you on the show as a guest as we head into 2018 so it's pretty much going to do it for the year for us steve i think uh, i was going to say one more thing on that tucker okay. if you're an agent out there and you have a niche maybe that we haven't thought of, you know, 
example, floating homes. And, and actually, I know a couple agents in our company. That might be an interesting topic. But if you have a niche or you have a special angle or something that you're doing that you're passionate about, that's what Tucker said. That's one commonality is we love people that are passionate and really love what they do. And and you want to share that. Don't think you have to be some specialty service provider. You can very well be a realtor in the trenches. If you have a unique angle of something to talk about, please reach out to us. We just like talking to people that are passionate about the same thing we are, which is this business, right? So yep. Yep. At the end of the cool. day, that's really all that matters. So, all right, guys. Well, this is uh, going to do it for 2017. Hopefully, all of our listeners have a great Christmas, a wonderful New Year's, and we'll be back next year, right, Steve? We will. Enjoy the rest of the year, Tucker, and all the time off and the, the little bit of the let up and slow down, and we'll be back at it in 2018. Sounds great. We'll see you guys then. Thanks again for listening to our show, and make sure to tune in next week for another great episode of the Portland Real Estate Podcast.